Pet Behavior Consulting Essentials. The essentials for success for those who work with pet behavior problems. With your hosts, Dr. Suzanne Hetz and Dr. Dan Step, Behavior Education Network. Welcome, everybody, to this podcast from Behavior Education Network. I'm Dr. Suzanne Hetz. And I'm Dr. Dan Step. And our topic for today is getting more referrals by projecting professionalism. Usually, or oftentimes anyway, the best way to start about a topic is to give some kind of definition about the the term that you're going to be discussing. So we started looking up definitions of professionalism, and so many of them use the term profession or professional in the definition. But one that we found that we thought was pretty good was the definition of a professional is the skill or being professional is the skill, good judgment, and polite behavior that is expected from a person who is trained to do a job well. And we thought that had some pretty good elements in it. Um, so to think about what that means, think, just think of any professional in any field that you have had contact with recently. Um, we've had contact with um, a realtor, we've had contact with home repair people, home repair people tourist guides, people at hotels, so think about a profession in any field, whether it's a doctor or a home repair person, a contractor, whoever, and people that you've dealt with that you think were true professionals that really behaved in a professional way. What sets that person or those people apart from other people who didn't present themselves as professionally? Well, one of the things that we thought of was their demeanor, and that refers to the polite behavior, perhaps, in the definition or the good judgment. And to us, let's take an example, these uh, couple of real estate agents that we've been dealing with. We've talked to several of them, just gathering information. And the one that we like the best, really, we felt struck a balance between being warm, uh, but not being overly friendly and folksy, and also being welcoming and, and inviting Convert, to have a conversation and solicit information without being aloof and without being pushy. So how you present yourself either on the phone or in person, so you, we strike that balance between being open and warm but not being pushy and, and um, strident and also not being so aloof that we give the impression that we're, we don't, we're not really... Um, part of the process, part of the service that we're trying to deliver. Right, right. And this also extends to the speaking and the writing that you do, being knowledgeable when you speak and write, being well-spoken, so to speak. If you have a blog or you have a website, be sure that you check your grammar and your spelling. Uh, It doesn't look very professional if your words don't come out right. Well, yeah, if if you're using one, if you mean to use a word like aversive, for example, we've seen several people in, in, in um, social forums lately substitute the word adversive. And, or adverse. Or adverse. And, you know, if a veterinarian is reading your site with a goal to um, seeing if they want to refer people to you, that kind of misuse of words is just going to be a red flag, as it is to most any um, pet owner who themselves are consider themselves to be well spoken and would recognize a grammatical error like that um, immediately. So, a couple of ways to avoid those errors are well, of course, you know, if you're not a good writer, have someone else look at it before you publish it. 
you can read it out loud to yourself. You'll be surprised when you read something out loud uh, that you've written, how easy it is to pick up uh, errors or slips that you've got in there. Well, and just whether it makes sense too. I mean, if, yeah. 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 Another technique that's really helpful in when you're trying to put together an article or um, a podcast or what have you is to outline it. That is, um, that is to at least write down what the chunks of information are that you want people to have. So in this particular case, we wanted you to have a definition for professional. We wanted to talk about demeanor. We wanted to talk about um, being well-spoken. And all of those things then help to kind of tie it back in together. Yeah, it went, don't freak out about us using the term outline. It's not like you had to do an outline in school. It was Roman numeral one or and then A and all the sub numbers and letters underneath that. But just even write a, a list of bullet points of, of the, the big chunks, as we said, of information that you want people to have. And keep in mind that anytime you do um, any sort of writing, whether it's for a blog article or um, you're making a video or whatever, there's a reason that you're you're doing that. You're doing it because you want people to um, hire you to work with their pet. So there should always be what marketers call a call to action at the end. Tie it back in some way to a particular service that you offer or your ability to train their dog to do XYZ or not do XYZ. So it's not just information, but it's also tying it back to um, why they would want to work with you or hire you because th that's why you're writing the article in the first place. You can also consider reading articles on other professional websites to get a sense of their style. Something like WebMD or uh, American Veterinary Medical Association, you know, big corporations or big professional organizations like that, not necessarily the smaller certifying bodies in our field because sometimes they're relying on other on people their certificates to write those articles and they might be making some of the same mistakes that we're trying to recommend that you that you don't um, so read some of the, the the bigger corporations that really have kind of an advertising budget to see what their what their style is so there's other elements of being a professional, a couple of others that we want to cover in this particular podcast. And one of those is? Well, really trying to avoid personal criticisms of other people in your field or in public. Um, if you're trying to elevate yourself by denigrating others and talking about how bad their methods are, it's not going to stand you in good stead. Um, it's not going to help your uh, image by criticizing others. Um, you, if you, for the particular methods that you criticize, you can criticize them, but don't make it personal. Don't make it personal. You know, point out the flaws in the methodology and your reasons, and they should be good reasons, why those methods uh, are flawed in your, in your view. And how you think, um, what methods you think are better. Um, and if you're using those methods, then obviously that's going to, going to help. We've seen a trend recently that, to us anyway, is quite disturbing, of people applying, um, what's the word you would use, um, derogatory names or terms to people who use methods that they don't approve of. 
And we're not talking about, you know, abusive methods where people are hitting dogs or stringing them up on a choke chain or whatever. We're just talking about methods that may not conform to one's own particular view of how a dog ought to be trained and really applying some really nasty um, terms to people who do things differently that, in our view at least, we think reflects worse on the people who write and use those terms than it does on the person that they're, the people that they're applying them to. And, and just think of, again, go back to thinking of professionals in other fields. You wouldn't see a website from a veterinary practice or a, a co general contractor or anybody in a profession calling other people Communists. Communists or, you know, demeaning terms. Criminals. Criminals. It, it, you, just wouldn't, you just wouldn't see it. And um, I, I think that that's something that, that we really, that, that um, professionals just don't do. The last characteristic of a professional that we want to take on in, in, in this podcast is the importance of, of knowing your limits and not taking on cases that you aren't prepared for. Um, when I was first starting out in this field years ago, one of my first mentors said to me, and it's stuck in my mind at the time and it's never left, is that the mark of a professional is one who knows their own limits. And that was Dr. John Wright who said that to me, probably close to 30 years ago or more. Or more. So when you find yourself in a case that it is beyond your capabilities, just say so and, and, and refer them to someone else. Um, again, think of other professionals, um, your doctor who refers you to a specialist. Remember when we, our fridge broke down a couple years ago and they sent a repair guy out and he was out there for probably half a day and couldn't get the thing fixed and he said, I'm going to have one of our special people come out. We're bumping this up the, the food chain, you know, a, a level to the, to the guys who come out when, when, the, when the more line staff guys can't fix a problem. So right. referring to someone who has more experience or knowledge or skills than you do happens in all fields from medicine to refrigerator repair. So I think the most unprofessional thing to do is to try to keep working with a case when you kind of have recognized that it's beyond your capability, but you're, I don't know, awkward. Um, it's too awkward to know how to extricate yourself, or you feel like there's some shame in doing that, you know, and there isn't. Um, it's it's much better to go ahead and much more professional to refer when you recognize that you that you, this isn't something that's up your alley anymore. Right. Your clients are going to think better of you about it. Absolutely. Um, there's some signs that, that you might be taking on cases you aren't prepared for, and we'll just give you a couple of examples real quick. Real quick. One of them is, is that if you have to ask for ideas about how to handle a case from colleagues before you, because you don't have any at all, I mean, it's, it's one thing to, to get some input or some feedback based on ideas that you have, but if you're just at sea and don't even know where to start with a case, or a problem, then that might be a sign that it's not one that you should take on. Um, another sign that you might be taking on cases that you're not yet prepared for is if you're finding that you have limited success repeatedly with certain types of cases, with separation anxiety cases, noise phobia cases, aggression cases, whatever it is. 
So if you're not, if your track record, when you look back on it, isn't that great, then that can be another sign. And the third sign we think is if you find yourself more often than not um, setting the um, or assigning the reason why progress isn't being made to the client who isn't following through or isn't doing things correctly. And so rather than being able to look at, well, what are what are some other reasons why things aren't working out? It's not just the client. Is it also me? And that would be a sign, again, that you need to be maybe a little bit more um, aware of, of, of when a certain type of case isn't a good fit for you. So your professionalism extends to how you promote or market your business. And we have a whole course on that about increasing veterinary referrals using professional marketing techniques. And we're not talking about professional marketing techniques like how to run ads and do direct mail and things like that. But we're talking about marketing or promoting your business based on information, based on using your professional skills and knowledge in unique ways to grow your business and to attract clients. So there's a link to that course on the same podcast page um, that will tell you how to register for it, give you a little bit more information. So if we've kind of intrigued you with what we've talked about today and you want to know more, then that's your next step. Any final thoughts, Dr. Dan? Nope. I think this gives them uh, an idea about uh, some things to think about with regard to professionalism. Exactly. I think so, too, because um, that's our goal is to help um, people in our profession um, get more business and be more successful. And we hope that this one has given you some ideas. So we appreciate you listening. Thanks a bunch. And we hope to talk with you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody.